Hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about real ministry for the majority. I'm Andy George, and joining me today, and as always, is Ken Hester. And I'd say we got a good one. We do. We do. We have a good one. It's going to be a good day. Hopefully, you're ready. You're in your car. You're working out. You're doing whatever you normally do. Maybe you're at your office trying not to answer emails. Yes. Whatever you do, as you listen to the podcast, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, sharing, commenting, liking, all the things. That's right. You know, yep. we, we only accept five stars around here because positive vibes only, people. That's right. We got enough going on in this world. No negativity. <laughs> all right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, hey, we just we were so grateful for people listening to the podcast. I was actually walking past uh, one of our staff doors and uh-huh. uh, popped my head in. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm like, great. Get back to work. But thank you for listening to the podcast. Or it better be ours. (laughs) That's right. Or it's ours. (laughs) No. But yeah, so wherever you are, thanks for listening. And hey, we're going to continue our conversation and just jump into it. Uh, Last week, podcast, we hit uh, overwhelming and overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, kind of a little theme and season that we're doing here at the church and thought it was very timely because, you know, let's face it, it's pretty overwhelming right now. Yeah. And uh, last week, we are trying to address the feelings we have of being overwhelmed. So we already know we're overwhelmed. I mean, that's... Nobody needs a podcast to tell you that you're overwhelmed, but to define where you feel overwhelmed and then mm-hmm. how to actually help you through that, I think is so needed right now. Yeah. And uh, like I said, every conversation I have with people typically ends with somebody saying they feel tired or overwhelmed or mm-hmm. exhausted or they can't handle it anymore. I mean, that's what I'm hearing almost every day, uh, whether it's from our own staff at times yeah. to just people in our neighborhood, people I run into in the store, I mean, volunteers, just everyone, volunteers yeah. everybody and just kind of feels that way. That's been a rough year, and it's still that way. We're in that mode. And so last week we talked about what happens when we feel exhausted and tired. Mm -hmm. Very needed because I think we all, well, and you had a great example of just being a dad, (laughs) (laughs) dealing with kids. That's right. You know, and doing all that, plus all of our own stuff. So we're going to continue the conversation as we have been with 1 Kings chapter 18 and 19 using Elijah as kind of the, you know, the person we're looking at. Mm -hmm. Because he had a moment where he had a fire from heaven fall, which was a good day, I would yeah. say. That's <laughs> a pretty, good day. Yeah, it's pretty strong. You know, followed by another miracle of a cloud forming and you know prophesying that rain was going to come. Uh, and of course, this is in a series of previous miracles that he has had and mm-hmm. very boisterous against sin. And then we find him running and wanting to die. Like, how, how does that happen, right? Yeah. But I think we can all relate to that, the good days and the bad days. And well, you just, you preached this past Sunday and, <laughs> right. you know, uh, and did a great job. And then as soon as you came off stage, you had somebody telling you, you know, something that something, is completely yeah. left field, yeah. uh, nothing to do with yeah. the sermon. Yeah. So, yeah. They didn't like something. Right. You know, and so you get all the positive vibes and comments and you get that one person that's like, I don't like this and this and this. And you're like, womp, womp. There you go. Mm-hmm. Sitting under the broom tree. <laughs> exactly. Know, saying, maybe not wanting to die, but but saying, uh, you know, is this really worth it? Yeah. So for those of you listening right now who are in ministry, I, my fear is that this year has taken a toll on most people in ministry. Mm-hmm. A lot. Of, um, and listen, let me just use a real example. We're trying to hire a student pastor right now for our campus, one mm-hmm. of our campuses. Um, the current guy is going to be moving to a college role. It's a great, healthy, incredible youth ministry. Pays de- decent. It's mm-hmm. not horrible. And we can't find anybody. Right. We can't find somebody because a lot of people have quit ministry. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people are too afraid to move and go anywhere. And right. it's just, there's just too many unknowns. It's just unknown. And, and uh, so, you know, this is really real what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you might be feeling that way in ministry. And we want this uh, episode to encourage you in 
well, what happens in those moments you feel overwhelmed and don't give up because we need you. Yeah. I mean, and even, you know, changing the mindset from being overwhelmed to overcoming. Um, that's something that I feel like we all need to know that, that we, we can overcome the circumstance. You can overcome the situation that you may be feeling in your personal life or in ministry. You might not be able to overcome it yourself, but you can overcome it with others. You can obviously overcome it all things through Christ. And, and, and that's where we're going to be really focusing on when you feel like you can't handle it. And uh, Elijah is a great example of that, um, as we mentioned, but also the disciples are a great example yep. of that uh, time and time again, specifically today, you know, we're going to kind of think through in, 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 in the story that we all recognize of uh, Jesus asleep on the boat. Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a really well-known passage and very interesting that these disciples have Jesus in the boat. So the subtitle of this episode is basically overwhelmed, you know, what to do when we say, God, we can't handle it anymore. But the subtitle is kind of lessons from a boat, mm-hmm. which I think is, is pretty neat. And it's not a new concept. People have preached on and talked about it, but so we leapfrog from Elijah, who literally says, I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Kill me. Um, so how do we handle that? And then to use the disciples as an example. So here's the passage in Matthew. And Matthew, Jesus gets in the boat. The disciples follow him into the boat. They push off to go to the other side. And then a massive storm comes in. And the storm comes in, and it says that the it's swamping the boat. The waves are coming in. The disciples are panicking. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are fishermen. And if they're not fishermen, they surely have grown up on the water anyways. And so had to be a pretty severe storm. They're panicking. They're thinking they're going to die. And there is Jesus asleep in the boat, just right. sound asleep, yep. sleeping in the boat. Um, and so they go over and say, hey, it's time to, time to <laughs> do you not care that we're going to die yeah. is what they say. And he challenges their faith, says peace, you know, whatever wording you want to use, but mm-hmm. he, he calms the sea and the wind. The disciples are marveled at him. They say, what kind of guy is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? And they probably thought the rest of the night was going to be great. And then they go to the other side. And as soon as they land on the other side, two demon-possessed people come running out of the <laughs> right. tombs. Crazy people. Uh, crazy people running come running up. up to them. And so you can imagine the disciples going through a roller coaster of, yay, we're following Jesus into the boat. He's amazing. Look at all the teaching he just did. We're going to hang on a boat. Boom, massive storm. All right, wow, look at Jesus, calm the storm, and then boom, two demon-possessed people. And and I think that we can all relate, again, maybe not to an actual physical storm in a boat or <laughs> possessed people coming running up to you, uh, but that feeling of, come on, and one more thing, like just one more thing, now yep. we got a storm, now we got demon-possessed people, and oh, by the way, Jesus, don't you care that we're like going to die? I mean, that's just the mm-hmm. feeling that a lot of people probably have. It- you know, that actually, that story reminds me of uh, another story. You know, Paul it finds himself in a very similar situation uh, later in Scripture where he's in a shipwreck, right? He survives a shipwreck. He comes up on, on, the, on, the, uh, on the shore, oh, yeah. and he's warmed himself by the fire, and then a snake comes out and bites him. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you yeah. see this over and over again. Yep. We, we use the example of Elijah. We use the example of the disciples. We use the example of Paul in in hopefully not discouraging you, but encouraging you in the way that, you know, you may feel like you can't handle it, but this is something that ultimately God knows, God sees, and God has has delivered time and time again. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned is uh, the, the disciples followed him into the boat. Well, Jesus actually called them mm-hmm. into the boat, you know? So, Jesus knew that the storm was going to happen. He's Jesus. Mm-hmm. He calls them in the boat anyway to see what their faith is like. 
and to see what's going on. And I think that sometimes we, at least for me, I will look at my circumstance and ask God, why am I going through this instead of trusting him through the situation right. because he called me into it in the first place. Yeah, and I think a, a good starting point for everybody as just a reminder is uh, Jesus never promised us that there wasn't going to be storms. Right. He never promised us it was going to be easy. He never promised us it wasn't, it wasn't going to be hard. Uh, and I think that that's important because I think sometimes we feel like, or we forget maybe. Yeah. You know, but the Especially reality is in ministry. Yeah. Like, so there's life. <laughs> yeah. But then I think you know, with that, with with you mm-hmm. saying that, the ministry side of it, again, from Elijah yeah. and the disciples and from Paul, ministry is oftentimes harder than life itself yeah. because of the enemy's attacks. Yeah. And so Jesus says in Scripture, you know, I've overcome these things so that you would have peace in me. Because the world's going to get tough. He says, like, mm-hmm. in this world, you will have problems. I mean, mm-hmm. he just says it. A lot of people like to misuse the scripture about temptation. Right. Uh, you know, so I get asked often, that, yeah, or, or people have conversations about, well, I thought God wasn't going to give me anything I can't handle. Right. That, no way. Like, <laughs> that is not no, biblical. <laughs> no, 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 no. It says he won't give you a temptation that you cannot overcome, and then he'll always provide a way of escape out of the temptation. Mm-hmm. But people like to use that verse in Corinthians to be like, oh, it's, it's going to be great, or I'm not supposed to have problems. No, no. Right. And oh, by the way, the Bible also says this world's going to get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to get better. Circumstances are going to get worse. You are going to feel overwhelmed. You are going to have more than you probably think you can humanly handle. Mm-hmm. But could it also be that those are moments for your faith to increase? Yep. The disciples in a position more than they can handle. So here's a couple of things the disciples did, I think, that can encourage people. Uh, one, which is, and these are just obvious, mm-hmm. they didn't jump out of the boat. Yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of obvious. Why would you jump out of the boat? But they didn't. And again, let's let's parallel that to our life. In other words, don't quit. Yeah. Like, don't quit. That's right. Uh, don't quit on your marriage. Don't quit on life. Uh, don't quit on ministry mm-hmm. because it's tough. Because it is going to be tough. Uh, so then the key, though, indicator is what have you built your foundation on? Right. So when the times do come where the winds come and the rains come, because they will, where your foundation is matters. So, mm-hmm. you know, the the song in the scripture verse, you know, <laughs> where you're going to build your house, you, if you yep. build your house on sand, yep. that verse is, says the same thing. It says the, the wave, the, the rain wind, came, yep. the yeah, waters away. Rise, yep. rose, the winds came, and the person who built their house on sand washed away. The person who built it on a rock is standing there, and they call the person on the sand foolish. Mm-hmm. So it is foolishness to build your life and your ministry on something other than the rock foundation of Jesus. Yet, people do that time and time again. Yeah, and what's encouraging, again, as you mentioned, the disciples, most of them were fishermen. Most of them had probably been in a storm before, and at some point it figured out, like, you know what? It might be better to get out of the boat based yeah. on the storm. We are good swimmers. We know how to we know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. We know how to, you know. Or just out of fear. Or out of fear Panic, or whatever. <laughs> and, but... Again, a good a good uh, reminder is that they turn to Christ. Mm-hmm. So even in their even their lack of faith, even in probably you know fear and all that, but they knew who we need to turn to yeah. is in is in Christ. Yeah, and it's a real thing. Like I remember, quick side journey. I was on a trip one time with a bunch of students, and we were literally in these little boats out in the Pacific Ocean to mm-hmm. go from uh, the mainland to an island. 
And on the way back, the storm that rolls in every day caught up to us. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. I mean, mm-hmm. and it w- we were just on the front edge of the storm, but these little boats, all you saw were gray waves. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'll never forget the the facial expressions of our I mean, kids were crying, kids were panicking. Sure. I mean, it's it's real, right? So, but that also happens in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's such a great example because you could be in this boat like, I'm with Jesus. I'm following <laughs> Jesus' call in ministry. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, like, Coming out of college, out of seminary, you're like, this is going to be great. I love Jesus. I love ministry. And then you get that first angry parent, mm-hmm. you know, or you deal with that first death, mm-hmm. right? Or you deal yeah. with that first issue or that first counseling call. My first one, I was just out of seminary and uh, real, real, real raw, real, real green. And I get a call from our senior pastor going, hey, we're going to so-and-so's house because uh, their older sibling um, just killed somebody. Wow. And uh, and so we, you're going to go minister to the kids, and I'm going to go minister to the parents. And mm-hmm. and I'm like fresh out of college, and, and I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, and I did yeah. not take a class on this. Yeah. No class Mm-mm. on this. And so that will happen, and ministry is tough, and life is tough. Yeah. So just don't jump out of the boat. Stay in the boat. Don't yep. give up. Um, because... And we know this, right? Why was Jesus asleep? Because he, he'd already been there. He, he already knew the outcome. <laughs> well, yeah. He, yeah. So, he, by the he, way, here, here's a good rule of thumb. Don't panic unless the locals panic, right? <laughs> that's right. That's, that's my rule of thumb on mission trips. Yeah, that's true. So, so Jesus did not panic. Mm-hmm. So why should we panic? Mm-hmm. So in life, I can tell you, whatever your circumstances right now, as hard as it might be, I guarantee you God is not panicking over it. That's right nor is he afraid. So therefore, we shouldn't be either. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the point. Like Jesus gets up and he challenges their faith. Doesn't challenge whether they were good fishermen or not. Right. Doesn't challenge if they were doing all the things they could do. He challenges their faith. And so it is a test of faith sometimes. And and again, setting them up for success or giving them perspective of who he is, because they had seen him do miracles already. Yeah, They'd seen beautiful. him do all that. But then they go, who is this that mm-hmm. the winds and the waves calm for him? Mm-hmm. And Jesus is setting them up to understand who he truly is and to really build their faith because they're going to face, you know, the demons. They're going to face you know, the Sadducees and Pharisees. They're going to yep. face ultimately, you know, him hanging on a cross yep. and resurrection. Yeah. And they're <laughs> yeah. going to face these trials and tribulations further on yep. on in their own ministry as Jesus then ascends. Yep. And they take on they take it on from there. So yep. I love that that Jesus not only rests in the storms that we face, but sets us up and builds our faith yeah. through those storms to mm-hmm. trust him more. And by the way, you can pray for an increase of faith, the Bible says. Mm-hmm. So perhaps the issue is not trying to figure out the circumstance or navigating the waves. Maybe the answer is just asking God to give you a little bit more faith, just trust that he's got the wind and the waves ahead mm-hmm. of you. One final point I want to get to before our time's up, I think this is important, is the things that you learn during this storm will get you through the next storm. Yeah, that's right. When you realize that if Jesus, okay, here's the, people say this all the time, but it's a true. If Jesus brought you to the storm, he's going to bring you through the storm. Yeah. So Jesus literally brought the disciples to the storm. Mm-hmm. He brought them through the storm, but on the other side of the shore were two demon-possessed people. Mm-hmm. The things the disciples learned in the boat with Jesus, I am confident gave them more faith and encouragement in Jesus after that. Exactly. So when they were like, oh, who is this that the winds and the waves obey him? Well, I guess now he can handle the demon-possessed people. Yep. Because he just handled this. Yep. 
So the things that we learn about ourselves and about God in the storm right now will help you through the next storm. And I think with that, you know, again, in an encouragement way, sometimes we feel like, well, we just made it through a storm, so now everything's going to be okay. <laughs> and then the next day you're hit with a different storm. Ah, <laughs> sucker. You know what I mean? So it's like, again, yeah. scripturally, Jesus yeah. is not only setting the disciples up for success, but he's setting you and I up for success and getting a frame of reference of it's not always going to be easy. Even when you yeah. get through some difficult times, there, there are other things that you're going to be faced with that you didn't see coming, yeah. that you expected Oh well, I thought it was just going to be good from now on. And nope, it's still mm-hmm. coming. The, the enemy is still coming. You're still in ministry. Yep. The emails are still coming. The yeah. the, diff, the you know the the finances are still there. You know the the impact that needs to be had in your community yep. is still there, and uh, you're still needed. Yeah, you're still needed to move the move the gospel forward. And and I think what you said earlier, and this is a good thing to close on, is perhaps the. Better question is not why is this happening, but what am I learning? Mm-hmm. And so, because it's real easy to start going, why is this happening to me? Why is this health issue here? Why is there a financial issue? Why is there an issue with my kids or relationship? Or why why we have issues with our church people, right? Why there's issues in ministry? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can look and say, why is one church flourishing right now and and we're stuck? You know, yeah. I mean, on and on you can play that game, but maybe the question better to ask is, God, what are you showing me now? What do you what do you what are you revealing about my faith? What are yeah. you revealing about yourself during this time? And I think that in those things, that could really help you. Yeah, and, and again, we're going to continue this conversation. Overwhelm and having that feeling of being overwhelmed doesn't go away, but you learn how to manage it. You learn how to overcome and how you can lean on Christ for it. So thanks for joining us today. As always, we can't wait to be listening and be sharing more with you in the future. So we'll see you again soon.